Religiosity episode 105. Back with Pastor Andrew. And didn't we promise in our last episode that we will return to Hawaii? Yes. And we did not know what happened in between. That's uh, right. In, in Maui. And here we need to talk about it also a little bit because yeah. uh, that is really heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, that that major tragedy there and um, Lahaina, which is historic uh, capital of uh, Hawaiian archipelago and Hawaiian kingdom, uh, completely gutted, destroyed by wildfires, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's. And, and the loss of life, which is probably the biggest tragedy in the last 200-something years. Mm. The most recent tragedy in Hawaii of a similar degree in one event uh, goes back to goes back to 1790 uh, during the turmoils or uh, unification wars uh, of, uh, of Hawaiian Kingdom when uh, on Kilauea uh, one-third of an big island Hawaii army, sudden army from uh, district of Kau got caught in uh, eruption and probably killed mm. by poisonous gases or mm. pyroclastic flows or something like that uh, and uh, with with the result of a similar loss of life oh. like uh, over 100 which uh, was a lot uh, so here we are again this time it is not volcanism you know when you say Hawaii everyone thinks of uh, yeah. volcanism Hawaii loss of life you think yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or tsunamis. Uh, tsunamis right. are kind of uh, dangerous, uh, but uh, this was kind of the, that caught them unprepared, uh, surprised, uh, and that that is the reason for it, uh, most likely. And, um, but is it is it particular to this island that the uh, environment is such that fire can spread this fast particular to this island not really not really mm. you know there uh, Hawaiian islands are in um, in tropics so as a rule of thumb uh, they have enough of moisture coming their way that's one thing, uh, but because uh, they are formed by uh, high mountains uh, or those volcanoes uh, and uh, the moisture is coming predominantly from one direction, mm -hmm. it creates that kind of disparity between uh, eastern sides uh, uh, of islands where you have uh, a lot of uh, rain probably one of the mo rainiest places on, on, on the planet 
or definitely in the United States. And on the other side is of the mountains, you have uh, what is called rain shadow, where there is no rain or very little rain. So that dryness is there. Uh, but uh, here the complementing factor was uh, that uh, the land was repurposed uh, in the second half of the 19th century and through the 20th century for growing uh, pineapples and sugarcane. Mm. And then it was abandoned. And it was completely abandoned, uh, let to overgrow wild. But unfortunately, uh, not with the native species. You know, not returning back to where it was before that agriculture took over. Mm -hmm. uh, simply, it, it got uh, colonized by invasive species, predominantly. And that is one of the theories, uh, while that uh, is uh, a contributing factor to uh, really uh, uh, that uh, harshness of that fire, mm. which now caught uh, on Maui. And the other thing is that there, there I, I know about number of fires. We normally go to Big Island. Uh, that's the place we visit. And, and I know about number of fires there. Well, I'm not that much aware of something like that being uh, in Maui. Mm. Maui Island did not have that kind of first-hand experience, or much less than, uh, say, other islands. And mm. uh, a another contributing factor is that, uh, for instance, those fires in Big Island uh, only most recent ones uh, were uh, threatening the populated places. While uh, in Maui that happened, uh, simply mm -hmm. it, it burned over uh, that uh, whole town. And um, so that, that, that is another part. Uh, so dry part of the island, overgrown and with much thicker vegetation or more fuel, therefore. Mm -hmm. uh, next was that there was that hurricane, which was hundreds of miles away, but was still creating very, very powerful winds. Uh, not necessarily directly that hurricane, but the gradient between uh, high pressure and low pressure, atmospheric high pressure and low pressure, and, and going and sweeping uh, over the terrain. Mm -hmm. And then a spark is enough. And, mm. and, and the other thing is that uh, now they are discovering that there was no warning, the public warning, like uh, sirens or anything. Oh, and I know that they are testing them regularly. Uh, there, uh, uh, definitely on Big Island, I, I you can hear them regularly being tested mm. uh, for the reasons of having tsunamis and yeah. uh, eruptions and then so on. So, uh, but uh, Maui is somehow different 
I would say more relaxed. Uh, it's it's also more touristy place, and if they are expecting anything there, uh, then it is predominantly the danger of tsunamis. Mm -hmm. And and here the danger came not from the seashore, but came from upland. Yeah. And and came like a freight train, really, and, and caught uh, so many people uh, unprepared. And so that that's the the other the, the other thing is that uh, Lahaina. I, I mentioned that it was an ancient uh, or old uh, capital of Hawaiian kingdom, and very likely was uh, uh, an historic district or a historic preservation and so on and that is also kind of uh, limiting um, what you can do regarding the building codes you have these old wooden structures uh -huh. uh, which uh, you cannot alter or simply by uh, that, that kind of uh, societal agreement you yeah. cannot alter and if you have a fire then you know in a predominantly wooden town yeah <laughs> everything yeah. goes up in smoke yeah uh while uh if you look at the pictures you can see some structures surviving it mm. Uh, that's partly because uh, often it is uh, like in Russian roulette. Yeah. That that happens. Uh, but partly, I think those are m more modern structures, uh, which were uh, built up to uh, higher standards of code, and and therefore uh, survived that fire. So the, 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 there is this confluence of really many, many, mm -hmm. uh, many different reasons. You know. mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting because if you think really of, of Hawaii, you are thinking of, uh, of a danger of volcanism yeah. and, and, you know, how, how dangerous that is. And it, it, it is dangerous. It can destroy, uh, it, it can destroy uh, the whole communities but very rarely if at all uh, it really uh, kills people yeah because volcanism in hawaii uh, is of that kind that you can always kind of run away right it's it's effusive and, yeah, and the you lava. can predict it i guess too right yeah, uh, that's partly it, and partly you, uh, it's not, a, with the exemption I, I mentioned in 1790, where there was clearly some kind of a major eruption, uh, but eruption of explosive nature, very likely, you know, it is exactly on, on, on that uh, verge between, uh, uh, oral tradition and, and written uh, uh, written history uh, so uh, that is uh, why we don't know precisely 
you know, what happened. But very likely it was some kind of an explosive event, which are highly unlikely in Hawaii. You know, they can clearly happen, but they happen very rarely. Uh, it's predominantly effusive. Lava is kind of flowing and it flows uh, in a similar speed like honey mm -hmm. uh, of a different consistency. You know, thick honey or more uh, fluent honey uh, on steep slopes. It can reach substantial f speeds, but you can always go the, tangentially to it or going perpendicularly I should say mm -hmm. uh, to it and you know if lava flows goes down this way you just step aside yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you can run aside uh, you <laughs> might be unlucky to be in between two flows yeah. uh, but generally there is a way of escaping yeah while um, while with the fire that's uh, and and fire driven by a lot of fuel that's that's the problem you know and so th this is what happened and uh you know it's it's just a tragedy and uh heartbreaking yeah. and uh, yeah and and they were just thinking of like recovering after pandemic because they were really oh. badly hit by by that um, their main industry there is tourism yeah and for something like the, almost three years they did not have that many tourists oh or income so the uh, people living below the poverty line uh, more than doubled during yeah. pandemic uh, in Hawaii and uh, this is not help, helping at all again because you know everyone or very many tourists left understandably because some of the resorts in Maui got caught in, mm. in, in those fires as well. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if, if you have that kind of experience, you, you rather, you rather leave, you know, so. So people that have, and I've seen this, uh, expressed uh, frustration, anger at uh, tourists continuing their tourism during this or shortly after this, that's a little short-sighted because it's the major income. For uh, it's 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 diff, di, 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 di different, you yeah. know. It, it it very much depends also on uh, how it is done. Yeah. Uh, because I heard about uh, doctors vacationing there and and simply jumping into the the gears and and providing uh support and help mm. uh, that that's the other thing that you know you, if you are uh, on islands and i think that we talked about it before that that is kind of self-contained territory uh, which has limited resources right and uh, Hawaiian islands have a great shortage of teachers and uh, also of doctors yeah. and nurses. That those are two professions which they are struggling to attract uh, all the time since I 
been there for the first time. Uh, so that's uh, that that that's their situation there. So uh, vacationing doctors, especially if they were willing to to jump in and and help to provide support and uh, help, uh, are I are highly appreciated. You know. Mm-hmm. The, when we go to Hawaii, different island completely, but uh, we always uh, spend some time volunteering mm-hmm. there, uh, either trying to help them uh, to clean uh, some invasive species, or we were cleaning plastic from the beaches, or something like that. Uh, not always we are successful because uh, you know we are on our schedule. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and that volunteering opportunity might be like three days after we leave, you know, or something like that. But we always make an effort of of participating in some volunteer work. Uh, but that's the problem with some of the tourists, uh, and especially tourists in big resorts. That's mm-hmm. the other. We we never go to resorts. We never go to a touristy place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we we try to be with the locals because that's why we go there mm-hmm. uh, not to uh, be like a bacon on a beach mm-hmm. uh, grilling you know or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, to, to, to enjoy the local culture to yeah. enjoy the local nature to enjoy the local geology uh, and um, so that's uh, they they would definitely need more tourists uh, again. Yeah. And, um, you know, Lahaina is, is, especially that historic part, is, is, is substantially diminished. And, and but, frankly, when we went to Maui, we visited, I think, only once. We visited almost all the islands, mm. uh, but we always go to big islands. Yeah. Uh, so when we went to Maui, uh, we anyhow stayed uh, in completely o- opposite side. Of the <laughs> couldn't uh, even even uh, when you were there, you couldn't act like a tourist. Uh, we we went to Lahaina so that we 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 kind of had because that's a tourist trap oh. kind of uh, because of the history and everything, uh-huh. but. Uh, we went uh, to an like a suburb or a satellite uh, place in one of the resorts. Uh, there was an George uh, Kahumoku, um, uh, uh, the famous uh, slacky guitar player, uh, was giving a concert. Uh. So we went there, uh, but uh, most of the time we spent on the opposite side of the island uh, sparsely populated uh, interesting for hiking interesting mm-hmm. for history I have several uh, archaeological or anthropological books about mm-hmm. uh, settlement of that uh, place uh, and um, it's also dry there is also fire going on there on the slopes of Haleakala but interestingly it is much less deadly Mm. because it's more sparsely populated and uh, it's more pasture land and so Mm. on and um, settled uh, areas are 
further away. Uh, so that's that that that's the situation there. So uh, yeah, but we promise that we will be talking not only about this, right. but uh, exactly about uh, goddess Pella that's or right. other gods. And when we are talking about other gods uh, and and uh, the the local religious lore and so on, I I think that it's good to start with goddess Pella. Uh, who is a goddess of uh, volcanism. I think that last time we promised that we will talk about that orality and and um, it's it's interesting that uh, currently uh, anthropologists are studying uh, those uh, ancient myths or uh, preserved myths about goddess Pella but uh, also uh, geologists mm. because um, if uh, you're dealing with an, uh, natural forces like volcanism and, and so on in oral culture how do you preserve uh, the memory of what happened mm-hmm and what might be the lessons uh, your community learned from the events. Mm. Uh, you don't have writing, you cannot write articles, you cannot write books about it. You need, and still you want to preserve it. The, the best way of preserving this kind of information is through storytelling and uh, the highest uh, degree of uh, authority is of course associated with myths and so uh, quite important information uh, is is preserved uh, about the prior eruptions and and Mm -hmm. so on through the stories if properly deciphered i i'm normally you know among the biblical scholars it is uh, often said that you know you we you should not uh, try to rationalize the myth yeah I think that there is something to be said about uh, trying to understand underlying um, phenomena which might generate some of the uh, mythical stories and so on and and it, here is the classical example you know now drifting away back from the biblical to uh, hawaiian lore and uh, really studying quite closely the 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 patterns of behavior of the goddesses say and how pala behaves and what the stories are passed uh, from generation Mm -hmm. to generation what we can learn from it because those stories can tell you, for instance, that there are times when uh, there are periods of effusive uh, lava, as I described, you know, the flowing lava yeah. uh, erupting and flowing and building up the shield volcano. But then uh, there are times uh, of dormancy, which are followed by very likely uh, those explosive periods. Mm. Not extensive probably quite short but 
more dangerous mm-hmm. or differently dangerous and all of that seems to be preserved uh, in those uh, ancient myths mm. so uh, that is why uh, uh, geologists are very closely reading uh, uh, very closely reading uh, those old myths huh. uh, as preserved by those first who started to write yeah so we are talking about the end of 18 and the beginning of uh, 19th century uh, and and preservation of those myths and and lores which went on Mm-hmm. for quite a while uh, until the beginning of the 20th century mm. and um, that is offering the window of uh, of understanding going back uh, for several centuries back definitely and mm. um, so that that is uh, why uh, Hawaii is interesting from anthropological perspective yeah. and the other dimension there is uh, that great devotees of goddess Pele are actually those geologists <laughs> not only that they are studying the that they are studying uh, those old myths but you know I, I attended number of their uh, public relations lectures mm-hmm. yeah you know not uh, strictly speaking uh, academic mm-hmm. even though I, I read some of their academic articles as well about the geology of Hawaii and, and so on and, and maps but on, on the level of uh, highly educated public relations uh, They tend to take uh, Goddess Pele seriously and they are talking about her as such. Mm. So it's interesting to realize that Goddess Pele, I think that we talked about it in one of our earlier, um, already in one of our earlier episodes, that Goddess Pele is alive. Yeah. in Hawaii yeah. uh, is taken as alive and yeah. is being referred to is being talked about uh, by uh, general populace mm. as well as the local scientists <laughs> uh, it's it's a personification you can say mm-hmm. of, uh, of, uh, of of volcanism there but those people who live there and those people who study that uh, volcanism there, they made an observation that the personification sometimes is the best way of talking about it. <laughs> uh, and, and capriciousness occasionally or uh, unpredictability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, so that's their mode of, of talking about it and 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 certain uh, it can also uh, bring you into that uh, level of respect right. towards those natural forces uh, which we are dealing with right. uh, yeah we, we, we can know the seismic maps of the entire island we can know everything about the conduits of magma underground uh, about different compositions of lava 
uh, and uh, and its behavior and and temperatures and everything but in the end uh, there is this uh, respect yeah towards the phenomenon yeah. uh, there and uh, it almost automatically places one in a mode of respect i guess when you're talking about it that way i guess that's what you mean yes right? yeah 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 and and alertness also yeah you know uh, you you approach the lava flow with respect yeah because yeah. you realize that it is an enormous force yeah that is mysterious too yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you might know as much as you know <laughs> or the yeah. study uh, but the more you study the more you know that you actually don't know everything it's and almost like you're made aware of how much you don't know <laughs> yeah and and, uh, and the other thing is that how much there is a variation say mm -hmm. so you 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 learn that you know lava behaves this way and there are these potential dangers uh, associated with this particular feature say you know or eruption or something like that but uh, you are also becoming the more you know you be, you are becoming aware that you can always be surprised mm -hmm. by something which uh, you did not know before yeah uh, so some people are completely naive yeah yeah they go and yeah lava you know yeah. or whatever and they are uh, they can be badly surprised uh, yeah. they can get burned and and so on then there are those who are learning more and more and they think that they know everything yeah and they can be still surprised and they can burn, get burned. Yeah. I, I went to a lecture uh, of a person who, like the only known person to us at this moment, uh, survived of actually falling into and flowing lava. Oh my God. Uh, lava channel. Wow. Uh, from which he got out, uh, he got complete, uh, substantially burned, of course, and, and injured by that. Uh, and he was in that phase that he thought that he knew everything about it. And he <laughs> was kind of making, uh, he, he, he was acting out for and visiting scholars, I think, from Japan or whatever. Oh. And so he was pushing boundaries and, oh, and made this. Uh, and and uh, while the, the, the next step is uh, kind of realizing that we know a lot, that we have the first-hand experience eh, with the flowing lava or uh, all these phenomena, but we still don't know enough yeah. that there could be surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, the, that crust can crumble, yeah. and or some the the the. the uh, ocean entry can suddenly collapse or explode. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so on and so forth so like learning really this respect and, and being being careful for yourself and those people around you yeah 
So that is uh, that is that experience of Goddess Bella. You you approach that uh, with with great respect and. Uh, um, when when I hear then uh, you, you know like different atheists and, and so on trying to explain the phenomenon of divine through the fear of natural forces yeah. or whatever uh, and and them being a little bit kind of blasé about it or saying oh they did not know and so they defy these yeah. forces and, and so on uh, i think that these guys never really were face to face with these kind of forces mm -hmm. That's the other thing, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they are these... Uh, what are you saying? So you're saying if they were, they would be what? They would understand that there was more of a uh, something else deeper they, there than just fear? They might be le less ridiculing those ancient uh, people, for instance. They might uh, get a little bit of humbleness yeah. uh, to, to, to realize that, uh, yes, that might be... Uh, uh, hypostasis that might be a personification of natural forces but come on <laughs> yeah yeah you, you know that is probably the best way of dealing with it right when you have no idea any of the actual or you might you might have you might be like those geologists i just described that they know a lot about it <laughs> yeah but they still not, uh, are aware that they might not know enough and right. it can kill you instantly right and uh, that's a good instance. you know it's a good or, point uh, you're making that if even the geologists now are referring to this in the mythological way yes then that's making your point for you kind of that even these people who know as much there as there is to know Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it is partly maybe tongue in cheek. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know the the, the 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 But again, it's like a shorthand. Yes. You, you know, of course, Somehow you can. Necessary. Uh, sometimes, if if you just want to speak to a public and explain, like, yes, we know a lot, and we can warn you, say, and and so on, but act with and proper caution and yeah. kind of add to it <laughs> to our explanation yeah. and uh, you know when you hear evacuate please do evacuate yeah yeah uh, and and so on uh, and and sometimes the easiest way of actually passing it to general public is is by referring right. to goddess pella and right. saying goddess pella is going to take this town <laughs> and it's going to happen yeah you know or we don't know but there is a chance that the town would be taken by pella yeah and she is capricious yeah. or unpredictable yeah. uh yeah, we have that in a, in a way still. It almost feels like the hat is tipped that way when we name hurricanes, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Because it starts, once it takes on a thing where it kills people or it has this powerful, mysterious, uh, overwhelming uh, power, we start to refer to it just in its name and like and what it's done. And it almost becomes a hearkening back to that in a way yeah and and you know there is nothing wrong about it and that's yeah. my point as an uh as, as a student of religion and and anthropology uh 
yeah. that uh, you know smirking in yeah. that direction is showing short-sightedness yeah you know yeah. or uh, narrow-mindedness almost yeah uh, in the end what is uh, our language it's it's a set of codes we agreed upon uh, and uh, there are more scientific codes and there mm -hmm. are more mythological codes, you mm -hmm. know, or religious codes. But, you know, why not to allow them to uh, coexist and, right. and work together? And uh, sometimes, as I said, the, the, the easiest uh, and, and shortest way to pass on information, uh, especially in a non-academic setting and so on, is just to refer to these forces as divinities. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is nothing bad about it. There is nothing wrong about it. Uh, it's all maybe of a different degree than, uh, say, monotheistic religions uh, of, of Judaism and Christianity and Islam and Sikhism, say, and, and so on. But come on, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's its own self-contained frame of reference how to relate to the world. Yeah. And uh, it has its drawbacks, but it has its strengths as well. It's interesting, though, that, that we have, as part of America now, mm -hmm. this place mm -hmm. that has this connection, closer yeah. connection, than maybe the other uh, 49 states mm -hmm. to this of what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's by several centuries closer to us than uh, the Native Americans uh, right. and, and the, their distra distraction of their original cultures uh, and, and their original lore and, and so on, and then their d d displacements and, and so on. And very many of these bad effects happened in Hawaii as well. Mm -hmm. uh, substantial percentage of the pop original population were decimated by uh, infectious diseases for mm -hmm. instance and, and, and so on so but uh, it's still like closer to us and, and you can study it more reliably because it is closer by several centuries unlike uh, say the settlement of east uh, shores here mm -hmm. Uh, in, in, in America or, and, and, and so on. So that's, uh, that, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely there. And, uh, you know, what you, what we can learn from those people, uh, and, and also what they were dealing with and what they were so careful about, uh, their relationship to their, uh, natural environment. And now our government is dealing with it and not uh, having the brightest moment right mm -hmm. now. Because, you know, it's like <laughs> thousands of miles away yeah. from anything else. Yeah. So if you want to help them, the only way of actually helping them is to ship it there by planes. Right. Especially if the time is of the essence. Right. Uh, 
boats will take several days or right. more than that and uh, depending on how, how much uh, fuel you want to burn also you know right. how fast you want to go and uh, so that that's the other lesson uh, and 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 people are comparing it to that uh, disaster uh, of Katrina Mm-hmm. And and disastrous uh, reaction of the government right. towards it. Now uh, it's much smaller scale, but uh, not con- a good comparison. Not a not a healthy. Not and, a- but but considering the percentages, it's probably similar. Yeah. Considering the proportions of the society, New Orleans is a big uh, city. Yeah. Uh, the entire Maui <laughs> is yeah. much smaller place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the numbers, yeah, uh, the, the, the numbers are are kind of or per- proportions. Yep. are of a similar degree. Yeah, there. Yeah, uh, and uh, so yeah. yeah. Well, Biden I, and his wife, I think, are going there on Monday. Thank God. But yeah, you, you know, I, I I'm actually kind of. Uh, I, I was somehow uh, puzzled why why maybe it's some kind of a psychology or uh, politics or whatever but why not to send there Obama yeah he was born there we know that yeah. he he would go there regularly for vaca- family vacations right. and so on he has a reasonable relationship with that place. It would and, be a very good thing too, and and you can send him right away. Yeah, you know, because uh, he's got nothing going on, and and he is younger to deal with the, the yeah. with the jet lags and all of those other things. You know, one can understand yeah. that eighty year old president, uh, you yeah. know, taking him uh, six hours uh, across the globe. Uh, <laughs> Is, is not going to work well. Yeah, you know, I just returned from Europe, which is yeah. six hours uh, yeah. away also. And yeah. uh, it's it's unpleasant. Yeah. So, uh, you know. <laughs> send the young guy. S- send the young guy, yeah. If I know you, we will definitely one day have a part three. Yeah, uh, maybe not immediately. Right, but, uh, one yeah, day. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Until then.